Hey friends, it's Rachel Leah Hoffman here, coming to you before the show because, man, Silent and I recovered from some major meltdowns recently, and we had a chance to talk about it. That's the beauty of the show, right? So our conversation went so well and so in-depth, and I learned so much that we actually broke this episode into two parts for you. So check out part one of the major mega meltdown as Silas shares some tips from a kid's perspective on how to cope when the going gets rough. And then check out next week's episode as we wrap up with part two. And thanks for listening. Hey, friends. Welcome to the She Sounds Like Me podcast. We're your hosts, Rachel Leigh Hoffman. And I'm Sila Grace Hoffman. We're a mama-daughter duo that works together, plays together, and tries to figure out this crazy world together. (laughs) Yeah, Mom. And we're super grateful you could join us today. This is the She Sounds Like Me podcast. She sounds like me. 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 Welcome to the She Sounds Like Me podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, Mom. Before we get this party started, we gotta let them know the goods first. Friends, if you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast on your chosen platform. Give us a five-star review or join our conversation online at She Sounds Like Me on the socials and at SheSoundsLikeMe.com. Okay, Mom, now let's get to it. <laughs> let's get to it. All right, Sila, here we go. Creepy. Guys, go sit down. Come on. It's recording time. It's podcast time. Everyone get in positions. No! Position is not on my lap, Ruby. <laughs> Go lay down. They're in your beds. Find your place. Place. Sit down. Yeah. Grunt at me. And you too, mister. Go on. <laughs> Hi. Hi. You feeling better today? Yep. Well, that's a relief. Because yesterday <laughs> was Meltdown Mania Day. <laughs> Those have been happening a lot lately. Why? You're only eight. Your head's not supposed to spin off your body until you're like 12. I am 12. On the inside. Please stay eight on the outside. Okay. Bloop. Bloop. (laughs) So we've been dealing with kind of a lot of these meltdowns lately. Uh Uh-huh. Like more frequently than ever. Yeah. Like I feel like we're reverting back to when you were like two. No, I don't want to. <laughs> like I'm We're just reverting up to when I'm twelve. No, uh, let's not fast forward things any Can we? more than we have to. No, child. <laughs> but it's really like the terrible twos at eight. But in this just weird, like I think figuring yourself out uh, phase. Right. So tell me what happens for you or your description of a meltdown. Okay, my description of a meltdown from start to finish. Is basically this. I hear something that is not going my way, but it kind of is going it is going my way, but it's not at the same time. Like last night, where we were going to go to the science fair, but I had to eat something, and I didn't want to eat something. So that wasn't going my way, but I really wanted to go to the science fair. So it was half and half. And then every time I mention... Can we do that? Or when are we going to be able to do that? You repeat even more that I have to do even more of a thing that I don't want to do. And then that just starts to form like a a ball that builds on all of that 
repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating. So it's like building like this frustration. That's an egg. It's like a monster egg. And when that egg hatches after I've had too much of it, it just, the monster turns into multiple monsters. And I have angry, sad, frustrated. I'm confused with my life right now. And so, and maybe, maybe like I start to feel like that egg is opening. And then I feel like I'm, my head's just spinning off at, into like a world of I'm confused and like, I don't want to be here right now. I don't want to be in this situation right now. I just want to spin out of control until I'm okay with what's going on right now. Until I find a way to figure this out. So I'm going to just spin to the side. And then I try to put my anger out so I can get back to center. And normally it comes down to two people. You and Dad. And all that frustration goes out on you because I'm with you guys all the time. And you're the easiest to take all that out on you guys because I'm with you. And and then it just spins out of control. And then normally I go up to my room and I cry into my pillows. And then you come in and you'll give me some hugs, try to help me, try to fix whatever's going on. And then normally you leave and I'm okay. And then a few minutes later, I'm going crazy again. And then Something happens, and I do something calming that takes my mind off whatever else that flip-out was going on about. And then I just eventually calm down. But sometimes I calm down enough to do what I actually wanted to do, and it turns out that that thing can't happen anymore. So then I freak out again, and then I find something else calm to do again, and that process just repeats a little bit again until... Like, I've found something that I want to do. And then it just ends there. So I think what you're describing is just this uncontrollable roller coaster of emotions. Yes. Well, let me tell you, it doesn't go away. Like, we all feel that way sometimes. And while I could go back over the minutia of how yesterday's meltdown went, And, you know, we have talked it through as we always do. I think what's important to remember as a kid and an adult when we're having these like super big feelings is, yes, there's usually a trigger where you said like something goes wrong. You didn't want to eat, for instance. But usually those triggers are because your body is trying to regulate something that it doesn't have. And you don't even realize how thin your patience or your hunger or your tired is, is going. And so I think where your parents tend to step in is like, Hey, have you thought about eating? Hey, maybe you're tired. I think what happens is we try to help each other out, right? We notice somebody in our tribe, our team, our crew here, our family, our center is struggling. And so what we all do, you do it for me too. And we do it for dad is that when one of us is down, the others want to swoop in and help that person out. When in reality, 
that person may not need help. What they actually need is it space. Should, yeah, just let it out in their own area where they can just let it all out and eventually be okay. Right. And so, you know, that's hard to identify in the moment when I see you freaking out and having a meltdown. I see the beginning phases. I'm a parent. I'm intuitive. I love you. You came from me. So I sense when you're getting there and we start to try to throw in little helpers like, hey, do you think you need to eat? Hey, do you think you might be tired? Hey, I can sense that you've been on your iPad for a long time and you've turned your mind off a little bit. And so now that I've asked you to refocus, that's a frustrating shift or pivot in your mind and your emotion and your attention. Got it. So how can we get you back? Right? right. And then when I'm asking or offering those things like we did yesterday, that was frustrating because you don't I don't want those things. Sure. Like or, I just want to be left alone or I actually need more attention or Yeah, and it's so hard to articulate in the moment. Right. And normally for me, the best way to identify what I need, either to be left alone or just I need more attention is to do pick one thing to do. And if that's not the thing I need in the moment, I'm going to I'm going to give you a signal that I either want more attention or I want to be left alone. Like for example, I will start really wailing if I want to be left alone because and you realize that uh last night or I'll be like, I want more hugs. I want more stuff. I want to be hugged. I want to be loved on. And you'll be like, oh, she needs more attention. Which is interesting you say that when you're wailing and getting really loud, that you want to be left alone. Because to me, sitting downstairs, heart breaking into a million pieces and just want to fix it, I hear you wailing and getting louder and getting progressively more intense and maybe even using words and this negative self-talk. And I, I assume you want attention because you're getting louder, because you're banging around, because what have you. So I start to get nervous and feel like you need a rescue when maybe what you're saying is absolutely true. That's just your way of Letting it out. Yeah. Interesting. So we talk about this a lot. And oftentimes at the end of a meltdown, when things have finally calmed down, you come back to me and you apologize. But I want you to know you don't have to be sorry for that. Like dad says, it's not the crying and um, the sadness or your frustration that um, that hurts. It's when you're being rude or mean or spiteful or name-calling. You don't do those types of things. But that when disrespect of the other people in the circle or the family or the tribe or the room feel that, that's when it's not fair. Exactly. But it's totally okay. And you should not have to apologize for your feelings. I I want to apologize because I feel bad that I'm making the whole rest of the house crazy because I'm crying and I'm having a meltdown and I'm and I I just feel bad like I want to say I'm sorry even though I don't need to. Well, I appreciate that and I, I know that you're an empathetic child who doesn't want to disrupt you you like to please you like harmony and love and you don't want to upset or disappoint us but i i just want to tell you again 
your emotions are safe in our house. And as long as you're not hurting yourself, hurting someone else, or destroying property, right? Then it's okay to have all those big feels and get them out in whichever way you need to. Yeah. So last night, while I couldn't see what you were doing, I could hear some, you know, some big energy up there. Can you tell me what goes on for you? Like, what feels like a good way to release that stuff? Normally, for me, this is not the most efficient way for me, but it's just what I do. Uh, I go upstairs, and I, like, halfway slam my door, but I don't slam my door because I know that I'm not supposed to do that in the house. Correct. But I, I push the door closed... And I get in my bed, and I flop on my bed, and I scream into a pillow. And then I roll around on the carpet, wrapping myself in a burrito in my nice blue carpet. In your rug? Yes. And I stay there, and I scream to myself in the rug. And then I I flop around a lot, and then I scream in the pillow again, and then that just cycle goes on and on. You know, I'm proud of you for identifying that, that you need... um body movement to exert negative energy and negative charge. A lot of what I've learned in therapy sessions over the years is that's kind of a technique called gestalt therapy, which is moving negative energy out of the body. Because every experience, at least I believe, every experience that we have in our life is trapped in ourselves in some capacity, right? Our body holds memory just like our brain does. And if you can't push that energy out and, you know, help change the magnetic field kind of around you. You got to move it out. You got to you gotta force it out sometimes. And sometimes it's just like shrugging your shoulders, you know, like, uh, or taking a big exhale or a deep breath or stomping your feet. Sometimes that's just what you need to disarm your body's negative energy and get it out, right? Yeah, and most people have a safe thing, like something that makes them feel good about themselves. Like, for example, I have two safe things, my blue rug and my cat, Kitty. Not her substitute, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> Not Kitty. Kitty. Yeah, I sleep with Kitty every night, and I do not leave her, and she's just my safe item, so. That's perfect, though. Yeah, you're lovey, you're number one lovey, and anything that makes you feel safe, it's okay to lean into that. Right. And go to that when a person doesn't feel like they can give you that. Right. I'm, I'm proud of you for, for knowing that and going to that. Right. So if you if you don't know your safe item, you're then it's going to be hard for you to find something calm that you can just. <sighs> yeah, well, I know in the past you've talked a lot about your breathing techniques that oh. you learned from some of your very favorite teachers, and you help teach other people. You teach me about, but I noticed when I tried to apply that to you in the midst of the meltdown. I can't do them. You could not do it. Right. Nobody wants to to be like, you're spazzing out and somebody's like, chill out or calm down or take a deep breath. Like that's the last thing anyone wants to hear in the height of the moment, right? Right. Like when it's peak freak out, you do not want to be told that and not even from your mom who you taught 
how to do the thing that she's asking you to do back. I'm like, Sila, let's do some balloon breathing. And you're like, and mumble, you know, nondescript words happening, lots of tears. So when is a good time for me to remind you or introduce those things? In the starting of the meltdown. In the start of the meltdown. The start. That's key. Thanks for that. The start or when I've just peaked and then... (laughs) You're coming down? Yeah. From the crazy coaster? Yeah. You want to do that at the start or when I'm coming down from the crazy coaster. Fair. Okay. This is so interesting to me, but I want to stop us here and pick up next week on part two of Major Meltdown. Thanks for listening, everybody. Join us next week for the second part. And Sila is going to break it down even further. Till next time. All right, before we head out, a quick shout out to the awesome friends that lent their voices to our vision at the top of each episode. She Sounds Like Me is produced by Creative Catalyst Media, LLC. And as always, if you like what you hear, subscribe to our tribe online at shesoundslikeme.com and find us on social at She Sounds Like Me so we can connect directly to you. Thank you so much for your support, friends. Till next time, take care of yourselves and each other. And have an awesome day. Yep, and have an awesome day. 